Welcome to another Daily Takeaway. It's Bush and Richie here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you, think, you think you've got to the end of the possibilities of what your phone can give you an alert about, and then you get something new. Uh-oh, what's he what's saying now? Uh, my phone has been going off like a disco after, over the last uh, ten minutes, uh-huh. uh, with all sorts of alerts going off uh, from my... Halo Boiler Alert System. Uh, yes, it's the boiler that has been alerting my phone. There's a boiler service going on, all right? I, th- I kind of thought, you know you know what, I'm like belt and braces. Yeah. Just as the summer's coming to an end, I kind of thought, this is the time to get my boiler serviced, not when it breaks when it's cold or something or other. OK. So I thought I'd get that done. You tell the app that. It, there's all sorts of tampering going on with the boiler at home. It's going off like a car alarm. So is, is the boiler's trying to communicate with you, like, crying for help because it's got some <laughs> bloke's arm exactly up exactly what's going on. There's some bloke going up <laughs> its flute and all that kind of thing, and the boiler's going, hey, help me, what's all this? Poor boiler. Let me tell you what the, what's the most recent one. Here we go. Uh, L2 fault has been raised. Please check the system's page to verify it. Thoughts and prayers for the boiler. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Oh, my eldest son would like to have uh, the edge taken off his day so far today. Uh, you sometimes have to go through a bit of a rite of passage in life. You have to experience those first things, don't you? He's 17 and, oh, my goodness, he phoned me in a rage this morning. He got fined on the train. How, what was he get fun? What was he doing? <laughs> Bearing in mind, his father, you, is a trained buff. Oh yeah, lovely trains. trains. Yeah, yeah. He didn't put his feet up on the seats or anything, did he? Oh, I'd have disowned him <laughs> if he'd done that. I hate people that put their feet on the seats. Now his rail card had expired. Oh. His sixteen to seventeen-year-old rail card, giving him a third off his rail fares, had expired. Uh, so all of a sudden, he was paying full fare this morning. <laughs> he was not impressed. How long had he let it go over by? Uh, it'd gone over by four days. Oh, you th- do you know what I mean? You think you'd be like warning, slap on the wrist, let him off, but but I, I, it's exactly what I thought to myself. And then I thought, but then equally, like you know, you could you could say that, and you know, what, what's what's for the guard to know that for the last four days he's not actually been playing that trick. Well, and also as well, I, do the guards slightly enjoy that? That's, that's the moment they're looking for, though, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Being able to dish out a fine. Let's be honest. But it is a rite of passage. You have to sort of learn the pain of suddenly paying that unexpected expected fare that you didn't think you'd have to do because it's a fine and then it makes you look at those dates of the expiries more than ever so uh, i thought we should have a little bit of a fine audit on the show this evening just gives us a bit of an idea what's going on with the audience we're snooping really to be quite frank i mean it's funny you say because i'm still smarting from uh, a library fine that we've got about about probably about three or four weeks ago now yeah. so decided to let's start using the library again let's go to the, we've got a nice little library in leon c near um library gardens funny enough a little uh, Park, um, so I got some my, some books out for my eldest daughter Erin that she's not read. She's right. gone nowhere near them. She said she doesn't like using other people's books. I was like, what? <laughs> so I, I, then I forgot to take them back, and I'm not joking. I got I think I got fined like nearly ten quid. <laughs> I, I, I considered going on the run rather than paying it, but I've got to go back in there because the little one Thea wants to get some books out herself. That is not far off the fine for not having a valid rail card for Bo- uh, for Bournemouth to Southampton Central. Is that it? So they're on the same level. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. Life lesson, I guess. The most recent fine you have had to cough up for, please. It's a 
Home time fine audit. Uh, Kev says, get this, a £40 ticket for overstaying in a supermarket car park. This was whilst I was negotiating a £40 discount off some artwork at an antique shop. Goes on to use the hashtag 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Obviously, an Alanis Morissette fan. Well, I mean, does that is that the universe evening itself out? Then because he's he's got a discount, but then he's been fined, but so equilibrium has been resumed. I, I agree. Do you know what I mean? There is balance there, but the universe equaling itself out would suggest that he was wrong for trying to get the discount off the artwork at the antique shop. This It's very complicated, isn't it? It's very complicated. <laughs> it's an in-depth show tonight. Uh, Kelly says, uh, I got fined driving through a bus lane in Manchester. It's so confusing. Do you know what? I got fined. I remember they opened a bus lane at the bottom of Fish Ponds Road, where I used to live in Bristol. And I, I the day it opened, I didn't realise... Uh, and I went through this it. This is so you. Fine on day one. <laughs> Surely they give it 24 hours, then start fining people. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Uh, Dan says, 80 quid for putting general waste in the recycling bin. I didn't even know that was a thing. What? I know. Can be even more careful now. He says, wow. worst thing was it wasn't even me. Someone had dumped their rubbish in my bin. I'm fuming. Oh, my God. It's not the guy from yesterday saying his neighbour keeps putting <laughs> stuff in his I'm bin. Not. It'd be awful. Uh, these, these, these shows interlink. Uh, this text says, I woke up late for work the other day and missed my lift into London. I had to drive my new van into work that day and got fined the £80 ULEZ fine. The ULEZ, the ultra-low emission zone. Is that ULEZ? <laughs> I earn 80 quid a day after tax, so basically I drove to and from London for fun and fuel cost. Oh, dear. Uh, that dad joke deserved a little bit more recognition. Thank you very much. Is that ULEZ? <laughs> Pete, uh, your most recent fine? I had one from every, a.k.a. Humies, for being a kilogram over... They had the cheek to charge me 50p for the kilogram and then £3 administration. Outrageous. I mean, I, I send, I sell a lot of board games, I buy a lot of board games and I always send them via every, a.k.a. Hermes, and I've had a couple of fines like that myself. Uh, You've got to be careful with them. How heavy can a board game be, Bush? You should see some of the board games I've got. <laughs> Put your back out. That's why I've got this problem. <laughs> Thinking so, you've got to use the... I end up using the scales from... Like, what do people do for, like, when you want to measure stuff but not look like you're dealing? Because I end up using the scales from our bathroom. That's what I do. I, I weigh myself and then make a note, then zero it, and then uh, step on with whatever I'm sending and then do some... <laughs> <laughs> do you really? I do, yeah. <laughs> wow, so, so just to get this clear in our heads here, right, you you get on, yeah. zero yourself, yes. then hold the item That's and then it. subtract the difference. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'll have to give that a go. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Pete, take care. Oh. Cheers, buddy. This text uh, on our home time fine audit. Uh, most recent fines went across one of the Mersey Flow bridges. I paid my crossing using the automatic payment, only to find it was on my old car registration. Oh, fines twenty pounds. Surely they've got to cut you some slack for that. It's outrageous. You'd hope. You'd hope. Uh, this isn't a recent fine, but I think this is probably the, the the best fine I've ever seen take place with my own eyes. This is quite a few years ago, uh, and I was uh, out with my then girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I took it to this pub that was owned by. Uh, my my good friend Jeff Morey, his late great dad John Morey, legend of a guy, brilliant dad and all that kind of stuff, and he's a pub landlord, so he's, he's run loads of different pubs since we were kids and everything. Anyway, he was in charge of this pub in deepest darkest Bristol, out in out in the wilderness. Uh, and as I, I, I was saying, oh, I'll introduce you to my mate's dad, uh, John. He's a lovely guy. 
came to the door and it turned out they were having a Wild West evening. Oh, right. <laughs> so they were all dressed as cowboys. <laughs> and we were chatting to uh, John Morey at the bar. He was dressed in absolutely head-to-toe, authentic cowboy gear. And as we were chatting to him, I was introducing him to my girlfriend at the time, uh, his mate came over, also dressed as a cowboy, and fined him 25 quid for having a modern wristwatch. <laughs> That's my favourite find to this day. God bless John Maury. Uh, not mine, but my greater half says this text goes to Corfu week before last, gets a €40 euro fine for Ooh. parking in a spot. Uh, rep- returns home last Friday, then gets another one for going into a yellow box junction in London. I'm married to a criminal. Can't catch a break. And Steve says, listen to this, I got fined £100 car parking fine for staying more than one hour in KFC car park, even though I was in their restaurant eating food. I'm not sure about this. I mean, I, I'm, you know, we've eaten in KFC before. Yeah. You ain't sticking around in there. You, you're bang, eating the chicken, you're out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's in KFC for an hour? Uh, even, in my, even in my darkest times, <laughs> I, was, I was out before the hour was up. Steve, explain. <laughs> uh, Dave, fine audit, what's the fine? The fine, it's, uh, I haven't actually received the fine yet. I um, got a book out of the library as a child, um, the bit of hippo has the hiccups, but I've never returned it, but I've still got the book. I haven't actually received the fine yet. OK, so let's, let's, let's get the details here. First of all, what is the name of the book? Uh, the Hippo Has the Hiccups. Hicco, hippo Has the Hiccups. <laughs> okay. And how old were you then and how old are you now so we can see how many years oh, this has been? that's a good question. Um, I, will, I, will, I would have been six. I'm 45 now. All right, so that's a good... 39 years. 39 years. Uh, so what, what are we talking? Let's do some back-of-fag-packet calculations for Dave. He didn't know what the fine is. Well, but... I, I I think Erin, as I was saying earlier on, my eldest daughter Erin's books were a week late, and I think it was eight quid I got fined. So that is eight quid a week. Eight quid a week. So we're talking 39 times 52 weeks. That's 2,028 weeks. Times that by eight quid. Yeah. All right, Dave, uh, £16,224 outstanding on Hippo and the Hiccups. Oh, dear. <laughs> Hope it was worth it. Oh, they'll never find me. I've moved. <laughs> He's on the run. We've been running a fine audit. Uh, the most recent fine you've had to pay, Gary says, this, this, is a, this is an awkward one. My wife recently got fined after driving down the bus lane in Chelmsford whilst dropping me off at the pub. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I told her it would be fine to drive down there as I was in a hurry. Oh, my word. So who pays that fine, then? Is that Gary or Mrs Gary? It's a tricky one. Uh, again, get back to us on that. I forgot, almost forgot earlier on as well, actually. My mum parked in Brixham in Devon in... Uh you know, MC, which clearly is motorcycles. Yes. She thought it's, it stood for motor cars. <laughs> she poked it, parked in that box, took it to Brixham Council, got it overturned. Did she really? Unbelievable. There's light at the end of the tunnel, folks, with all these fines. Holly's in Woking. Uh, she says she won 60 quid at the arcades, only to come out and find that she'd parked in a loading bay. Absolute glee, followed by devastation. I should say on a technicality, she could have parked there because she'd had to load her winnings into the car. That excuse would have worked. Give it a try, Holly. Absolute glee, though. New digital station, watch this space. Uh, we've got Steve on the line. Steve, what's your fine? It was £35 for the parking ticket. Okay, and tell us, just tell us the scenario about that, what happened. Well, what it is, my wife's colleague, uh, work colleague, um, lives uh, not far from Goodison Park. So, uh, if you know uh, Goodison Park at all, it's all terrestrials. All the owners get a permit. Um, and basically, um, she lent us her permit while she emigrated. But wow. we carried on using it for four years. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> right. 
but we got caught out at the last Merseyside derby because, as you know, it would have been chock around there. So, um, so we we did all right. We did okay. You had a good run. Yeah, we had a very good run. Yeah. And I've got I've got to ask: Are you are you blue or red? Given uh, how that last Merseyside derby panned out, I'm hoping you're a blue. I am a blue. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, season ticket holder. <laughs> that thirty-five quid fine as I mean, you've saved a lot over the four years. I think it's a fair one. What a draw that was! Yeah. What a draw! It's, it's about um, ten pound locally to park. So nineteen home games, seven seven hundred and sixty quid. If you take lockdown out of it, yeah, I've had a good run. <laughs> Parking maths right now. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Respect to King Charles at the moment. Uh, we were saying on last night's show, he hasn't had five minutes to himself no. as, as he King Charles, being dragged from pillar to post as he stepped up to being king. But he's doing an amazing job. Uh, and we've seen a real human side to King Charles as well. That's why it's quite heartwarming to see him getting an, very annoyed with pens and yes. in, in ink in the past 24 hours, just like your dad would do or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so Saturday, he was signing the proclamation and furiously signalled to an to get rid of that inkwell, he wasn't that in- having that inkwell anywhere near the table. Fair play, because it was you know it was quite a small, absurdly small table. Yes, for such an important bit of paperwork. And then yesterday, um, uh, you will have seen that the fountain pen leaked all over his fingers uh, when he was in Northern Ireland's Hillsborough Castle. Uh, and there was a couple of great quotes in the paper. I think he said, "Oh God, I hate this pen," and he can't bear this ruddy thing. Every stinking time, I think was one of them. As Every well. stinking so. So he's like the pen's doing his head in. There's no two ways about it. And sometimes items can do that to you. So for example an inanimate object in our house at the moment that I, I absolutely despise but it's a necessity is and maybe if you've got this item you might have the same thing with it uh, we have the classic uh, iconic Ikea um, high chair for Stella <laughs> yes I, month old. I trip over that damn thing about five or seven five or six times a day Ikea know it they do do the, the Rolls Royce of uh, high chairs everywhere has them everywhere has you them. go out to a restaurant or cafe it's an Ikea high chair because they're so good but the reason they're really good is because their legs are splayed so wide and they're wider than you might expect so they are a trip hazard I've been calling it for everything but we can't get rid of it because like you say it's the best thing so if there's an inanimate object that's making your life more difficult at the moment like you know the the high chair for me the, the pens for King Charles tell us about it patio door What's it doing? Patio door at the back. It, it squeaks, all right? Now, it, it opens and it shuts, that's fine. Yeah. But every time I try and fix the squeak, uh, which I think is so, like some sort of plastic catch on uh, on part of the, uh, the, the frame of it, I'll move yeah. the plastic catch along, test it, try it, it's fine. Then it's absolutely peaceful. And then you'll go back a day later, go out in the back garden to try and hang some washing up or something. Like, ah, the door's going again. Stiffer, squeaking, no matter what I do. It's, Doesn't matter. It's, it's trying to play with your mind. Of course it is. Uh, Simon says on Twitter, this popper thing on my work pants keeps undoing and catching on the car seat every time. <laughs> it does my head in. It could be anything. Uh, JD says, coat hangers. They can all get in the sea, getting hooked on each other randomly, falling off the rail for no reason. <laughs> they are a wind-up, aren't they, coat hangers? They are a wind-up. Um, Charles might have problems with his fountain pens at the moment, leaking all over the place, but if he's going to get rid of them, he's going to have problems like Glenn is, who says the M key on my <laughs> work laptop. <laughs> Our producer Adem has got the worst keyboard possible. Whenever I have to swap computers with him, he's got a jamming space bar. I hate a keyboard that doesn't work. Have you seen him walk? He's definitely got a jammy space bar. <laughs> uh, Chris says, cling film. I can't even wrap the kids' sarnies without messing it up and upsetting the wife. Uh, you need to get a cling film dispenser. I did it. It changed my life. Really? Someone else has said put, put the cling film in the freezer. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Was Apparently, a that's a game changer as well. Oh, I'll do both. Indy says, I have about six pairs of work shorts, and the left pocket zip on a certain pair is broken. I'm left annoyed when things drop out of it every time I wear them. It's like a game of shorts roulette when I grab a pair to go to work. Uh, I would imagine even a king suffers with uh, an iffy iPhone lead. Uh, Stephen says, I have to balance the lead on my wallet every night as the upward force is necessary for the phone to charge. Complete mad situation. We've got Lee on the line. Lee, what inanimate object? doing your head in? It's my belt buckle. <laughs> your belt buckle is causing you strife. Please clarify, Lee. Uh, because I have to keep my trousers up, because if I have it too loose, I fall down. So it's a bit too tight. It rubs on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing workplace dilemma Lee's got. You can't win, can you? <laughs> now, to give us the context of the workplace, Lee... Um, where are you? Uh, what, what do you do uh, uh, that could suffer this trouser malfunction? I work in an office for a distributor. I won't say who it is, but I also drive about. So if my trousers are too tight and I'm driving along, uh, you can imagine when you're just sitting down a lot, uh, it could rub and make you a bit sore. OK, so sore. have you ever had to like loosen your belt mid-journey to try and get, get a bit of relief there as you're driving around? I have, and I've pretended to to pull over the side of the road and and, and under my buckle. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like an elaborate excuse to a policeman. No, look, do you know what, Lee? I'm going to fully stand behind you here and sympathise because... Be careful there. <laughs> I've, I've had many a, many, a, many a day like yourself. What I don't understand, why, why have braces gone out of fashion? Because that would take the problem away. It would, and I have thought about that, but... Um... You know, they're just not sort of the thing in thing at the moment, are they? I think the last person I saw wearing braces was Bobby Ball. <laughs> but, you know, you guys go for it. All right, um, Lee, I'm going to ask a question directly of Bush here. If I came in tomorrow's show, dressed as I am, jeans and a T-shirt, but I've got braces on holding them up, are you stood there doing the show? I, I would absolutely love that. It would, it would be like Bullseye, but on the radio. A bit of bully. You've got to have a pattern, though. Not plain ones, you've got to have something like Bobby Board have with patterns on. Fantastic little catchphrases you push them as well. Uh, well, listen, Lee, good to speak to you and stay away from lay-bys and loosening your belt. <laughs> Thanks very much and uh, great show, by the way, guys. Not only have we got people getting in touch with objects that are winding them up, you're such a resourceful audience here on Home Time. You're coming in with solutions as well. Kerry says, for the person who texted in earlier on about the sticky keyboard, simply get a can of air duster from Poundland. <laughs> also, shake keyboard upside down over the bin, then use WD-40 on said sticky bit. Job done. There's one solution. Here's one for the king himself. Ooh. Uh, this, this, this quest for uh, inanimate objects that are causing problems uh, after the problems that King Charles has been having with his fountain pens uh, the last couple of days. Uh, the king needs to use hand sanitizer. Uh, says this text. I am a registrar, and that is the only thing that gets rid of the ink off your hands. Getting in a mess, those pens are a nightmare. Do you know, I love those weird cures for things that you wouldn't have put two and two together. For example, to cut a long story short, I was buttering a tea cake and didn't realise that um, having warmed the butter on top of the tea cake, it was pouring out the other end onto my brand new shoes and I had a butter stain on my shoe and apparently self-raising flour. Did not know that. So I put self-raising flour on it overnight, 
staying gone the next day. Solutions just everywhere you everywhere. walk on Home Time tonight. <laughs> there was ever any doubt that the Home Time show audience are the most resourceful listeners in the world while it's been put to rest by what you guys have been up to in the past 25 minutes on the show. We've been talking about uh, inanimate objects that do your head in and we've had a load of people suggesting objects that have been winding them up but we've had an equal amount of people offering solutions to those people who've had objects that are ruining their lives. Do you remember Lee earlier who got in touch and we spoke to him uh, about his uh, belt buckle? Yeah. If it's too tight, it's rubbing, but if it's not tight enough, trousers are falling down. I think we ended the call with Lee telling us how he had to pull over into laybys to loosen his belt just to stop his tummy hurting. Uh, you can email anytime, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Lee's in County Durham, he's done just that. This, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> Neil says, I thread my belt so the buckle is at the side and doesn't dig into my belly. Wow. I also pull the waist of my underpants up over the top of my trousers. If you carefully do this to avoid a wedgie, it eases the rubbing against your skin. Let's go back, first of all, to doing your belt up at your side. Well, like, you ask yourself the question, why do we buckle up from the front? Why not buckle from the side? Do you know what I mean? It's just because other people do it. You'd have to do that as well. Side buckle. Would your body physically let you tighten a belt up? Like at the side, if it, if your body's like a compass, right? Yeah. And the front where the belt is traditionally is north. If you're doing a belt buckle at the easterly point of your body, yeah. I don't know whether you're going to get the purchase. I like it. It's quite like how you know, like sometimes women will tighten a dress up at the side, get yeah. ready to go to work. It's got that kind of vibe. It is, but I don't know whether you get. But I don't know. I have to get you to do me belt up if that was the case. We could do each other's. <laughs> East and West. So that's Maverick. The other thing that I'm obsessed with is him saying to gently tease up the level of your underpants and wrap it over the top of your belt. It's a bit like putting the bin bag in. (laughs) We feel for Gary. His sunbed keeps dropping down one notch every time he lays on it. Do you know what? I haven't done a sunbed for years, but there's that. There's an undercurrent of being breveled in there, isn't there? <laughs> isn't there, yeah. Sandwich toasted. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Some home time show business that we need to take care of. A bit of a problem for uh, for you and me here. Show, really. show business in no, jazz hands? No, sadly not. As in sort of like just show business. Right, OK. Right, a bit of functional stuff. Ad- admin? Admin it is, really. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. We'll okay. let you a little bit behind the curtains here, dear listener. Uh, before the show, uh, Bush and I, we're generally here about uh, three hours before the show, uh, and part of our routine, we'll have uh, we'll have a coffee. Uh-huh. Um, there is no system in place, it just ad hoc happens that one day I'll buy the coffees, the next day Bush will buy the coffees. But on the day that I go in and buy the coffees, while I'm waiting, mm-hmm. I buy myself a little salted caramel brownie. Oh, do you now? I do. Uh, and when I went in today to our usual place that we go and get the coffees, um, there was a different gentleman serving, but one of the regulars was a little bit further down the counter. So I think the new gentleman serving was new to the business. OK. I walked in, he said, how can I help you? I said, two lattes, please, one regular and one oat. Uh, and uh, then I will also have, and I was about to say, a sorted caramel brownie. And the bloke further down the counter was already getting the brownie out, putting it in the paper bag, wrapping it up. And I hadn't even had the chance to complete my order. Wow, so you become like a regular in there. I've become a regular, but who wants to be a regular where they know that that bloke's coming in and always buying a brownie? That's really bad. But do you know what, do you know what the interesting thing is there, right? You're always coming in, you're ordering two drinks, so it's for two people, but you're only getting one brownie. What does that make you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't come out of this well in any way, shape or form, but I may have bought my last latte and brownie from there. Uh, as you all know, I've got a little side hustle, little side podcast called The A to Z of the 90s. So it's like a weekly thing uh, where myself and my friend Louise are going through like the alphabet, but uh, I'm trying to list all the iconic things from the 90s. Uh, and in the latest episode, right, something's popped up that's still kind of playing on my mind a little bit. Uh, we got talking about Chicken Kiev. Mm-hmm. How amazing is a chicken Kiev? Love them. Who doesn't love a chicken Kiev? And it's an iconic... I mean, maybe it was invented in the 80s, I'm not too sure, but kind of came to its prime in the 90s, chicken Kiev. Uh, and someone asked me, what is the ideal accompaniment? What carb do you have with a chicken Kiev? And do you know what? I still don't know what to answer. I don't even need to hesitate, my answer. I don't know what you get... What, what do you have with a chicken Kiev? What are you having with a chicken Kiev? Chips. Chicken Kiev and chips, I don't know. Chicken and chips. I don't know. Chicken and chips is a fantastic combo. Uh, if you're then going to have your weepy garlic butter coming out of the Kiev, what's better than that going over the chips as well? It's fantastic. My With friend, a bit of mayo. My friend Louise says mash. Chicken Kiev and mash. I'm not too sure. I might be leaning towards uh, good old-fashioned boiled potatoes. Do you know what I mean? They'd work. They would work as well. But I don't know if there's... You know when you think carb... I'm not too sure. Few people are saying rice, which I think is is heresy. I wouldn't go rice. I think the one thing that we could say is your boiled potato and your chips and your mash. They are all potato. So that could be the carb of choice. That is the carb of choice. And I tell you what, salute you right now, because you don't see them much these days. You used to have them quite a bit back in the day. But if you're, you're still eating chicken Kiev... In 2022, keeping it real, we salute you on the Home Time Show. Hand on heart, my friend. I had one within the week. Really? Yes. I genuinely, I don't think I've had them for like 10, 15 years. They still work. I'm going to get one on the way home. Just a quick uh, correction, clarification on an inaccurate statement I uh, mentioned a little bit earlier on. I I did say that uh, when I got butter on my shoes, my new trainers, whilst I was buttering a tea cake, I put uh, self-raising flour on there to get rid of the stain. That was wildly inaccurate. I've just been reminded that it was in fact bicarbonate of soda. (laughs) By my other half, Katie. So, yeah. <laughs> Got those two a little bit mixed up. But, hey, it's sorted out. Self-raising flour and butter, you were probably one ingredient short of making a sponge cake on your shoe. I had a brand new loaf. <laughs> uh, inanimate objects that have been causing you problems. Uh, that's what this was all about. Uh, one more, just to close the show with, from Emily, that I think so many people will agree with. The childproof tubs that washing capsules come in. What a hassle. Do you know what? We have got K- Katie, just to throw her back under the bus again, uh, she's gone with this like eco company that do cardboard like trays that your uh, your dishwasher tablets go in yeah. and there's like a th- you're supposed to punch, push your thumb in and it comes out e- ergonomically right. I hate it I rip it if I, if I get packaging that I d- it doesn't work for me I'll rip it like a bear pull it to pieces that sounds like a particularly good product and one that I should have uh, we have maybe something a little bit more <laughs> mainstream and plastic uh, but oh my goodness the blue language from the corner of the kitchen when my wife is trying to get one of them out. Oh, you do, you know what's going on when that's happening. I'm annoyed even thinking about it. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Just going back to what you were talking about earlier on, I would say overall, because you're getting boiler alerts during the show you've just heard on, mm. on, your, on your phone, I think you have too many notifications. Because <laughs> you can't hold a conversation with you without your, your no. uh, Apple Watch chirping up with that is fair I'm sorry Richie I don't understand that is that is a fair comment you get uh, you get you're getting weather alerts non-stop you get train alerts when stuff's delayed I think you get you get too many notifications I am the alert king uh, that is that is that is fair enough the good news is though the L24 has been resolved oh phew so the boiler's going to be okay but no it's now it's now let me know about an F1 fault oh dear out of the frying pan into the fire